0: to podcast. This
1: podcast is brought to you, thanks in part to uh, people who donate to us on Patreon. If you feel like joining them, go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc.
2: That was the little star in the rainbow. This is the 9ES. What do we talk about, Jono? Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. That's Buffy now. McClunky, Drama
3: Llama, Parasite, Ka- um, Korean Stuff and Black Mirror, and Tetsuya the Iron Man.
1: We drop words on Kanye West and the Kardashian. How'd this happen? Don Cherry. Chance to wrap on hockey. Uh, and, and the new team coming up for Hockey Night in Canada in Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob
2: or the new team coming up in Hockey Night in Canada? And it could be. <laughs> he loves I'd, Canadian television. I would watch that. I also like the 9 to 5 entertainment system as maybe the only podcast where we'll giggle through talking about a door film. But... <laughs> This is a brand new episode of a podcast in your ears And we are here to talk about whatever we're thinking about Which is probably the movies that we saw Just so you know, this is not the singing episode Aw, damn it A vampire put us on a curse And now, even though we didn't rehearse We have to sing on the podcast thing
1: You know I promise you that's it For the singing. The rest of your lunch break will not be ruined by Keith.
2: (laughs) That's what you think.
1: For singing. It won't be ruined by Keith by singing.
2: Oh, no, but it's going to be possibly ruined by John when he describes the offensive movie later.
3: Why? (laughs) Why would that be horrible? It's a celebration of life. Okay. Sure. Disney Plus is out, guys. Okay. That's not a celebration of life. I mean,
2: is Song of the South on it?
1: Uh, They do have a warning saying...
2: Some yeah, but Tongan says it's not on it. But yeah, they do. But yeah. they do have the. the what's what's the warning? The warning is. It's one of those just sort of like protects like a, um, like an outdated culture or whatever else like that. Like it's right. not. A, it's not. A, this is wrong. It's a just sort of like, oh, reflect. it's the, I saw the wording, it's like reflected the values of a different time or something like that, and you're like, I
3: don't know, you're laughing at that. I think it's okay.
2: I think it's okay. Think it's
3: better than any censoring, it's better than changing it, it's better than not
2: showing the movie. I think it's, it is better than censoring it's it. Better than not saying it. But I mean, but it didn't like doesn't it represented the like the bigoted values of another time. Like That's just saying okay. like representing the values of another time is still kind of a uh, I'll
1: read the exact word. Okay. I'm ready. The warning on Disney Plus for anything that may have questionable content. Uh-huh. Uh this program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: So, you know, like like the scene with the crows in Dumbo. Uh
2: huh. Like that stuff. But you have a song of the South Ain't know, On There. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, it probably shouldn't be.
2: Yeah, it definitely shouldn't be. I was like, Sarah had never. This, rel- yeah. Huh? I've I've seen I've seen, seen, I've seen the vignettes they're... and I've seen clips of the the live action stuff because like right. the live action stuff is the like particularly problematic. Like the rest of it is like the the little vignettes with like bear rabbit and Brer fox and Brer bear are like taken straight out of these like Uncle Remus's fables or whatever. Like they've been adapted to high, high heaven. Mm. I haven't found that Huckleberry Hound has a, a reading. I of don't them. know what that is. You know Huckleberry Hound. I know Huckleberry Finn. No Huckleberry Hound is one of the Hanna Barbera uh, cartoons hmm. like with the. Uh, Con, like somewhere in but like a southern drawl droopy, I guess, kind of, like his voice. I'm trying to think yeah,
1: of it. With a little bit of a lisp in there?
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh-oh. Mom, well, huckleberry hound, kind of like that little drawl. Anyway, just, yeah, those Uncle Remus stories, I mean, are deep south fables that are packed full of weird racist things, mm-hmm. but that's not, like, that wasn't, Disney didn't write those. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 framework of it, though, is that, like, a little white kid goes down to a plantation and then there's a bunch of black workers, and no one says the word slaves, but they all work there, and they're all happy, and they sing zippity doodah. there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of them, and they hang out in the woods outside the house and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's super racist. And then anyway, everybody's like, 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 talking like no, 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 I'm out. just saying,
2: if you haven't seen it, because Sarah, Sarah did not know <clears throat> that that was a thing. And the thing about it that blows my mind is that it is not just a weird racist movie, but a weird racist movie with like a tent pole ride attached to it that still runs to this day. Really? Yeah, the Splash Mountain is... is oh, shit. Yeah, Splash Mountain is like, uh, it's Br'er Rabbit and the Briar Patch. Like, it's the retelling of that particular fable where Br'er, uh, Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox are trying to catch the Br'er Rabbit and the Briar Patch and when you go down Splash Mountain you go into like these like thorny Briar Patch and you shoot through it and into the water and then you escape and you're laughing with uh, with Br'er, uh, Br'er Rabbit and all that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the Uncle Remus fables as told... In the milieu of Splash Ride, <laughs> of but course. that's
1: not why we're bringing up Disney Plus. All
2: right, because like John Favreau narrative. made a 45-minute uh, Star Wars homage, and then 15 minutes towards the end, he was like, "I do have a good show."
1: I mean, yeah, I've seen the first two episodes, okay. and they're both
3: man, dear listener. Both... We're talking about the Mandalorian. The,
2: the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. They are not John, not Michael J. Fox. Man, DeLorean, DeLorean Man, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, no. Oh. Jesus. Mm.
1: Sorry for your listener for ruining your lunch again.
2: Whatever, man. At least I wasn't singing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bar is set that low. Right,
2: so Five years
1: after Jedi. Five years after Jedi, the Mandalorian is a bounty hunter mm-hmm. in, in the universe. Yeah. So it, we know
2: it's not Fett because he's in the Sarlacc pit. It is
1: definitely not Boba Fett. Yeah. But we don't know much more than that, because he in the first two episodes has yet to take his helmet off.
2: Right. So we don't know if he's like one of the clones or whatever. Or... Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. And it feels like, man, John Favreau really should have done the Solo movie because <laughs> <laughs> it's feels Star Warsy. Yeah. In a way that The Force Awakens feels. Star Wars marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mandalorian feels Star Warsy, hmm. and they do these little things like have droids that you've seen in the original trilogy, not not by name, but like the same models, just kind of walking around. Hmm. Um, they have some dirty ass stormtroopers kicking around the world after Jedi has blown up the Empire. Yeah,
2: because um, I mean, like they only really blew up the Death Star. Right, like you got to imagine. There's a lot of like. I mean, the
1: rebellion has probably turned the tide of the war. Sure, but I'm like, space
2: is a big place. Like, (laughs) I mean, like they deal with that in like the X-wing books, right? Like, basically, if you're like, "Uh uh-oh, there's no more Empire. Well, I have a freaking star destroyer that can warp around and stuff. Like, I don't need to immediately surrender. I can just like fly around for a while and like see what's what. Screw (laughs) around on some backwards planets that are maybe like not so fallen and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you, yeah.
1: They do like a thing I've not seen too many other people comment on. All of the Star Wars screen wipes, the transitions, yeah. the like mm-hmm. circle fades and the yeah. bar fades. And I'm like, oh, it just feels right. And it's yeah. not way out in your face. That's how they're transitioning from scene to scene, but they're doing it in the way that
2: they do that Star in the, pre- Wars in the new it. ones. Like, sometimes.
1: Sometimes and not always. And sort of everyone pauses on the screen and kind of looks.
2: And then it's like do 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 doo do yeah. and then like that's a crazy screen, right? Uh it's also
1: oddly star studded. Like such as um Taiko Watiti mm-hmm. plays a big role in it. Uh Nick Nolte has mm-hmm. a role in it. Um Brian Posein has a tiny little role in it that's outstanding. Uh just every time you hear or see someone. Horatio Sands?
2: Like, yeah, Horatio Sands has a terrible role in it. Yeah, that's but it's still... And then oh, who's the the big the guy? Who's the dude? Is the guy from Narcos? Rutger Howard? Oh no. What? No. No. Who's in it? God There's Rutger Howard? It's not Rutger Howard. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: It's
2: Rutger
1: Warner Herzog. It's oh, Warner Herzog.
2: Herzog. Jeez. Wait, Warner
3: Herzog is in it? Yes. yes. The documentarian? Yes. Wow. And he's full of
1: of, of menace and gravitas in his scene. It's great. Yeah. He takes that scene, he chews it up to pieces. It's good. I recommend it. It's um, not enough to make me sign up for Disney Plus yet. Mm. But those two episodes... How did you get your hands on them? Ah, uh, you know, a friend lent me the DVDs.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, I was going to... I mean, you could have been like... Lend me the password. I was over at a friend's house. You didn't have to be no, I like the DVDs. Crazy, buddy. I had to return some videos. <laughs> he burnt me the DVDs.
1: Well, no. No, official DVDs. These aren't bootlegs. There aren't official DVDs. though. It's streaming
2: only. Maybe in the States... In Canada, apparently Canada had less sign-up issues than America did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they crashed their yeah. their servers, and it's still apparently hard to sign up. I don't know. I do not understand how Disney messes that up. Like, Disney messed up a lot of things. Do you hear about the Simpsons controversy? No. Oh,
1: they're wrong. they they framed it badly. They framed it badly. So the first eight Simpsons seasons are formatted four three ratio Ugh. for normal television. Yeah. Because yeah. why would they not be? Why would they not be? They were right. made for TV and. Disney in deciding to put them in HD has cropped off the tops and bottoms. Yeah, they they, they, done they cropped a lot of it to 16.169
2: 169. In- yeah, instead instead of even stretching, they cropped. Yeah, so there's awful. like people's faces are just straight off and whatever. And there's there's
1: jokes that are in the background that are like, not yeah. like the scene where they walk into the Duff factory and all three Duff Duff Light and Duff Ice all fed from the same beer tube. Like that joke is gone. It's cut off because it was at the top of the screen. Mm. Right.
2: Yeah. And that, for
1: no reason. Like there's no. I mean,
2: still not as bad as Buffy, which I think we've talked about on the show before. Yeah. Man, that. Fit. Ooh. Yeah. You've heard about that when they they mm-hmm. when they remastered when they remastered Buffy for streaming services. Like if you were to go on iTunes right now and get a season of Buffy, mm-hmm. they remastered it, but they didn't. Apply all of the like the after effects that they put on like film editing and stuff, so like weird you'd put you'd film stuff in the day and then put like a dark filter on over it, and then it would be nighttime for vampire fights, yeah. but then they're like,', yeah whatever daytime so there's like daytime vampire fights when you watch Buffy now. They also filmed it shot it on film, so they had the wider aspect ratio, but Ya Sweden wasn't shooting, assuming that ratio, so sometimes like a character who's not in the scene. Is standing over to the side because they were like out of shot, <laughs> like so, and it wouldn't matter because yeah, yeah. they were just out of shot. So there's like talking like a character. That's hilarious. In it? Yeah, it's so like Xander is standing butchered.
1: just off camera on the left, and the characters are like, "Man, we have to go to Xander's house and pick up Xander." You're like, he's "What? He's right. He's yeah. right there." <laughs> <laughs> he's and and there. not just not just that, but there's also like crew
3: and equipment and stuff if you're paying attention it'll just show up on the sides of the screen. How did they not take the the footage from the DVDs or whatever, you know? Like did, how didn't hadn't that work already done? They, it was they, a they, full remaster. Like they took, the, oh they, they took the original film. Like that's hilarious. And and the worst thing is yeah.
1: they will never d- spend all that money to remaster it again.
3: Nope.
1: So that's Buffy now. So that's Buffy now. And you, you can't like go on Netflix or Hulu yep. or whatever and Amazon and say, "Please show me
3: the VHS recordings. Yeah. I am not going to lie, I am now 7% more likely to watch
2: Buffy again. Where uh, she fights vampires in the middle of the day for no reason, <laughs> and, even though i are pretending it's nighttime. And
3: crew is standing off on the side having
2: a coffee. Yeah. I remember the, was it Community? Community had the original, first season of Community, there's a bunch of weird things because Community is old enough that it was available in both. Mm-hmm. Three, uh... 4.3 and... 4.3 and, four, and 69. So there used to stuff be, like, they used to put in Easter eggs only visible on the HD version of it <laughs> and whatever. Like, like there's, like, people, like, standing off on the side. Like, one of them, like, like Abed, like, pointing at, like, HD rocks. So it was just, like, like physically rocks <laughs> and whatever, but would only be visible in, like, HD because if you watch the show... On yeah, like, yeah, on like three, four, like it wasn't there. I was like, "Man, Dan Harmon, you're a crazy person." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put in Easter eggs that only people watching it at a certain like frame would can see. Just, just for
1: the record, I don't know if you've ever thought about this: the fact that TVs in our lifetime changed shape is weird, right? Like, that's that's weird.
3: What what's weird about that?
1: That that didn't that could have happened at any point. Since uh, the I think creation was, of like, television, but a tube,
2: I think, was easier to make go out into a square. I think that was must be because I mean, like, cause movie th- movies, like, it was always understood that movie screens are rectangles. Like, they've always been rectangles, yeah, basically. And uh, and you always you'd even watch like Letterbox stuff occasionally on your square TV to get the correct aspect ratio of the film, mm. right? Yeah. Like, that was the thing that we used to occasionally do. We took yeah, the black bars yeah, yeah, for, yeah. sure, for, sure, sure. for sure for sure in the mid nineties that started happening. For yeah, for exactly. Yeah. That's it to like watch the correct aspect ratio. So it was always like known that the square or mostly square ratio... There's a
3: production issue with the tubes? I think so, because I think I mean, about the tubes going, right. like, whoop, yeah. like,
2: out, like, making it go into a rectangle might have been more costly. there's a good story costly. behind that. And also is. the
3: transition. Like, think of all the, like, the frustration of manufacturers and, you know, film editors and everybody, like, dealing with this shit for a hundred years yeah, 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 yeah. And then wait, all wait. of a
1: sudden, boom, the TVs are big rectangles, and all the people making TV shows are like... We have to use different cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Pop new lenses on these things.
2: But not always though, because like some stuff like like buffing whatever was shot on film, so they were just they were cropping their own film like yeah. to fit the ratio. Like a lot of a lot of that I'm sure the prestige shows were shooting on film and then they had to they had to cut it down the middle. Yeah. Like Yeah, you
1: can see if you see behind the scenes footage, they have that weird black cardboard mm-hmm. to show the four three yeah. ratio on the monitors that they're using.
2: Yeah. Because they were just they're using film equipment yeah. and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Super weird. Anyway, there's probably a great story about that, but this isn't the nine to five edutainment system, you know? We don't research things. So entertain us. What did you say? Uh, well, I was gonna say about about re releases we should mention. I like it's just it's so stupid. We should mention Star Wars McClunky. <laughs> a
3: new hope in four K.
2: <laughs> for the first time. For the first time ever. So this is also insane. It's insane how this happened and how it happened again. Because like not that there's yet another weird edit of the Greedo shoots first but also that they just they didn't be like here's George Lucas versions and here's the original theatrical versions do you know how many people would lose their goddamn minds if on day one Disney plus you could watch as it appeared in the 70s Star Wars without any edits or CG in it you know like okay okay so McClunkey okay so we have as to we go back know, in
1: time the year is 1977
2: Han shoots first that's the first cut uh-huh. Bang, right then they did the VHS re-edits where Han, no. like, jankily dodges... That's not the sh- VHS re it.
1: So it was the 1996...
2: Yeah, the gold ones. That was, like, the, the gold box. Yeah,
1: they appeared in theaters first.
2: Oh, right. yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the theatrical re-release. The mm-hmm. theatrical re-release, special edition, digitally remastered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember them on the, the and, big gold box. Yeah. And then, like, Han, like, jankily, like, computer dodges to the left, and then shoots Greedo. And then when they brought them out on Blu-ray... They shoot at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So it's also
1: pointless and weird. Why would, why would you even care that Greedo shoots at that point?
2: I guess. Yeah, exactly. It and like and I guess this is all about like retroactively trying to make Han be less of a bad guy or less of a scum like or whatever. But like, it's great. Like that he shot first was great. Basically, I think that everybody can agree. It was like a character defining. Kim McClunky. Anyway, so now it is the same as the Blu-ray edits. They shoot at the same time, but right before that, Greedo says what sounds like McClunky. And his entire conversation is subtitled except for McClunky. So, like, you know, he's like, Yabu Dadu And, like, all that's subtitled, right? Yeah. So that entire conversation occurs. I
1: apologize for the racist content that to- Keith just said. I mean, that's not Greedo's dialogue. You're just making up. Solo.
2: Oh, God. I mean, a little bit closer, I sure. I mean, what, what are they called? An, uh, Andorians? No, they're not Andorians. Andorians
1: of Star Trek. Good uh, so, lord, yeah. your geek cred is going We're right reading, down the drain. Right.
2: I'm trying what, what what is Greedo's race? Rodian. Mm. Rodians. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry I offended the Rodians <laughs> <laughs> with, with their alien speak. we have been trying and to get to so he did not say market.
3: so in in his, in his alien speak, there's the term McClunky that was not there in the previous
2: release. It was not there in the previous release and is also not subtitled in the current version on Disney Plus. Huh.
3: It's
0: the
1: only word that's not subtitled in all of that scene. <laughs> he
2: just says McClunky and then, and then they shared it at the same time. Which is apparently the, some nerd looked it up, and uh, that phrase is Huttese, which is I guess why it's not subtitled because it's not the same language. But everybody on Tatooine is like familiar with a little Huttese, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit like "You will die." And apparently, Sabulba says that to Anakin uh, is one of like the, the slurs or whatever in the Padre, So it's like a, it's a like it's a Huttese, it's a Hutteese threat. Neato. But still, and but to, to no announcement and no whatever. So you're like, why did? Why is he? Why is George Lucas? He sold those movies. Why is he still allowed to like jump in and fiddle again? It's so weird. It's super weird. It's just like it's like no, It doesn't matter. But it's just weird that he keeps fiddling. You think that was George Lucas? Who else would it be? George and apparently, Lucas was doesn't get to do anything anymore. But by all accounts, this was done under his supervision. Really? <laughs> yep. Because he's still on as a consultant or whatever, right? And it's also the
1: change that no one demanded. So,
2: then... Okay. It's just weird. It's just like... I mean, does it matter? No. Is it weird? Yes. Um, We're I...
3: like 17 minutes about this. I mean, we of. talked a oh, whole lot true. about we The Mandalorian Buffy and, and, and Disney. Buffy. Yeah. It's about like two minutes. I don't know. I feel like... My, I, I already don't care about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be gone. Nobody's going to talk it's about just this just anymore. It's more mouse.
1: Just more more Disney+. Plus. If you're going to put Star Wars stuff on... Just just put the original yeah, theatrical. Yeah, that's what, that's the thing that
2: shocks me. There's three
1: movies that were made in the 70s and 80s that everyone really wants to see again in, in their original form. Just yeah. you
2: could put that you could put both. Who cares? Yeah. It's The Cloud. Oh uh, man. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to see uh Capital F film. Mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit? Yep. No. Uh I went to go ah. see I do want to see that. Yeah, me too. Um, Speaking of Taika Waititi, you yeah. yeah. starred in the first episode of The Mandalorian. Um, do you remember the film The Host? It was a South Korean film. Like, there was a big sea monster. Yeah, I do. There's a scene where the kids get in a trapped in like a cement kind of vault. It's
3: mm. really cold. It's like a sewer type of area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Anyway, so uh, that was directed by uh, Bong Joon-ho, probably doing bad on that. Uh, but it was like... Well received, critically acclaimed. Also, mm-hmm. this guy directed the um, the Snowpiercer that came out a couple of years ago. That apparently that's one of my favorite films of all yeah. time. Yeah, that's yeah. it. i don't saying that it came out to like a good amount of critical acclaim. Yeah. So this guy like has been like putting more and more. I think like stock as a film man. Totally. Uh, and then he made a film called Parasite. Yep. Uh, that came out in uh, Korea in May and is currently enjoying a limited release. In North America right now. And it won the Palme d'Or mm. at the, uh, the Cannes Film Festival, which I think obviously put a little bit more more juice on its release. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, real good.
1: Is it a sci-fi movie?
2: Um, no, it is not a sci-fi movie. It is a, um, I guess, a almost like absurd, like there's like no... Not necessarily absurd. So here's the setup. The setup is basically that there's a rich family uh, who has a, a tutor, and the tutor is going away for a little while, so he tells one of his buddies, hey, you speak pretty good English. Uh, your family's really poor and destitute. They live in, like, a sub-basement kind of somewhere, I guess in Seoul or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, and they're, like – like, their entire family at the beginning of the film, their job is to fold pizza boxes, like, and they're just, like, folding pizza boxes, and then they give folded pizza boxes to the pizza man for, like, a pittance, mm-hmm. right? And that's, like, their income at the, at the beginning of the film. And he's like, "Yo, you can make some money. Your English is pretty good. Uh, he gives them this, uh, like, stone of wealth or whatever, like just a, like a keepsake thing that is not magical, but it becomes kind of, like, metaphorical, like, sure. when he takes on the stone. And he goes and he starts tutoring um, this girl for this really wealthy family who seems to be very, like, dumb, uh, but then also tries to get or tries and succeeds in getting work for his entire family. Like, and they're like, oh, like the little kid, like the son is into art. Um, so his sister's like pretty good at art. So she like Wikipedia's art therapy and whatever. And then just like starts teaching the kid and mm-hmm. they make sure the driver, they, then the kids start to like stack the deck against the other, uh, the existing workers in the house. Like they're like very wealthy to try to get their parents in and whatever. Like uh, the daughter leaves like panties in the back seat of the guy, of the, the guy's car knowing that the guy will think it was the the driver was like banging chicks in his bends. Mm -hmm. So then gets him fired and then like replaces the father with the driver, replaces the housekeeper with the mother, so on and so forth. And then they're just kind of like leeching off of this family's wealth. And then like a bunch of stuff kind of like, it's called Parasite, obviously a bunch of stuff kind of happens because it's like, it's the twist. I'm not going to get super into it because you really, really should watch it. Yeah. Uh, Like the twist is obviously that like other people were kind of benefiting from the wealth of of these people in maybe not as like egregious ways, uh, and they're not happy with
3: them being replaced, right? Exactly, right, that's it. Sort of and twist. then
2: and then and also kind of like the wealth, the like the people who are wealthy, you kind of like you they seem like fine, and they never like. But then like you start to understand their disdain for the workers, like more and more. So like the whole thing, it kind of like ends up being like almost like a dark comedy. Like, hmm. and it gets, and it gets very, and I'm saying like, if what I'm describing kind of sounds like more like a cerebral drama and stuff like that, like, there's like an incredibly, like, violent situation that, like, spills out towards the end in a... But there's in, nothing supernatural to any of this. Nothing supernatural. This is, this is all, like... A, but it a, still yeah. spills out into, like, a way that you would not see in, like, most films, but, like, in a South Korean film, you're like, oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, and here we go. But yeah, there's not, nothing, nothing supernatural at all. It's just really just kind of a, I think like a class commentary kind of, yeah. kind of yeah. piece. Um, yeah, real good. Hmm. Like I don't like, and this is I don't and I, I don't want to say this to diminish this movie. This is like I'd say probably one of the better like capital F films I've seen in 2019. So maybe it was a light year. Mm-hmm. But like I would, I'm not on the crew who votes for the Palme d'Or, but I was like. The reception that it has, I feel, is slightly inflated. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, it's very good. It's excellent. It's the first time uh, a South Korean movie has won that prestigious award. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it's cool. I that. felt the same way about the other movie.
3: Um, not Snowpiercer, obviously. The uh, host the, was it the host. I thought it was like it was good, but it wasn't like. Everybody was talking about it for so long. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like, just like okay, guys, it was, that, it was a big monster. It was fun. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he also, yeah. he also was the writer director of Okja. Okja oh Netflix.
0: yeah. Netflix. I didn't see. It. Oh, the other you guys it?
1: Netflix was real proud of it. Oh yeah, they were.
3: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't
1: care what Netflix thought either. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch it? Did you want nope. like, give it a go? Yeah. Not
2: either. Either. Yeah. The Snowpiercer was great. Man, was that movie good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's it. Like, Even,
1: uh, I feel like it had flaws. Snowpiercer.
3: Oh, it sure did. It, it was crazy, it, but but it tried and it did different things. And For it was, sure, it was yeah. really interesting.
2: Yeah, like this movie is like really well shot. I mean, like, yeah. which I think is not necessarily a surprise considering the guy's other work and stuff. Like, there's a lot of really cool, not necessarily like slick. Like it's I would be, like it's hard to describe that when you like when you watch like a like a Tarantino or a Guy Ritchie movie or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. slickly shot. Like there, but there's something about like a res, being like some Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, depending on what he's <laughs> depending on what he's up to. But then but there's like something to be said I think about that like like a, a just a really good handle on like like with the way like pans and what's in Edgar right? What's in the shot and stuff. There you go. Yeah. Better example. He still leans towards slick too though, I find. Like you know what I mean like like there's like, a, like when a Scor- like Scorsese doesn't shoot a movie slick, but you're like the shots still like every shot looks well composed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing like you're like why is he showing me this? Nolan. Nolan is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I will say oh, that it at, too at two hours and fifteen minutes. It feels like there was some weird stuff cut <laughs> really yeah, that is a long that is that's, that's a good <laughs> like and you're like, I wonder about that, and I wonder about that and whatever, and even like it's two hours with basically other than the weird uh explos- like explosion into violence, mm-hmm. it's basically just kind of people talking and like it does a, it does a really good like genre shifting where you're like oh this could be like it could just as easily turn into a, a hilarious like trading places kind of situation or whatever like like the build you like you don't know where it's going mm. and then it like it takes like a weird twist but then kind of writes itself like it navigates through genres really like very skillfully which is you you're never you're not really necessarily sure what hmm. genre you're watching i would excellent i would recommend uh, for sure, to anybody who any of this sounds uh, sounds interesting to, If you're a fan of South Korean cinema and whatnot, awesome. Uh,
3: Let's put it on the list. Though. Is, is,
2: it's it's more of a like intense film than it is like a drama
3: or like a like a thriller more than a drama.
2: Sure, but even then, like for nearly the first hour, it's almost just kind of like a comedy about these people kind of scamming their way into the house. Huh. Like for like literally an hour, <laughs> you know, like you're like there's quite a bit of it that is just these people scamming it, but like done so. I, like, and again, like, like a lot of, like the, uh, like, the score and the shooting and whatever, it's pre- presenting itself as a comedy, but while you're watching it, you're, like, you know you can, like, feel the other shoe coming. About to come, yeah. But, like, again, but it's, like, it's stretched out for, like, an hour. <laughs> like, if you're, like, I'm watching a weird kind of comedy about these people, like, sneaking into this family's life. So, like, it's... Yeah. So, let me
1: throw two movies out there that are on the list. In, All right. Uh, a Quiet Place and The Edge of Seventeen. Both two movies that you liked. Mm-hmm.
2: I would put one? it above those because it has more, like it has more to say, but not much above them.
1: All right, moving up from there, we get Office Space, The Arrival, Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Ex Machina, similar movie in that it's very slow to get started, but you can yeah. kind of feel that mm-hmm. pressure building.
2: Yeah. I think it's around that area. It might just—it might notch in between. Uh, it's this is definitely the zone for it. I'm just wondering if it was better or worse than Ex Machina. Hmm.
1: Ex Machina has some pretty nicely shot scenes as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I'm a fan of Alex Garland. And I liked Arrival, to too. I would say that it goes...
1: It's a good cluster of movies around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. I would say it goes under office space. And above A Quiet Place. And above A Quiet Place.
1: Mm-hmm. Sliding into the mid-50s.
2: I will say one of the things that I will... Um, I think that potentially... My uh, attendance at Fantasia has, like, maybe diminished the impact. Like having someone who's watched a bunch of like South Korean movies, South, South Pacific uh, Asian film, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and like watched stuff from Korea and watched stuff from wherever. Like, like I think that those like like the weird like ju- like genre mismatches like are are super prevalent in like a sure. ton of Fantasia yeah. films that you go. Did see. you
3: watch the Black Mirror knockoff from South? Uh... South Korea,
2: no. There, it's on Netflix, or at least it was for
3: a little while. And Debbie and I made it through one episode. It's like, unfortunately, it was a little bit like if you took a, a Black Mirror episode, one of the simple ones, and mm-hmm. stretched it out to an hour and a half. Uh. So it was like kind of slow, and, and you're like, by the time it got to the twist, you're like, okay, kinda, I don't care. Yeah, but um, we only gave one episode a shot, and I was,
2: mm. uh, I guess you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd yeah, like, I...
3: Black Black Mirror still
1: has never really sunk its teeth into me.
3: Really, the one you got to watch if you just just watch one, watch the Christmas episode. I like guess yeah. the season. One I've seen, seen season White, whatever, whatever. Um, uh, I think it's called White Christmas. Mm. It's I've seen John three Hennel. so far. I've seen the Pig Fucker.
2: Yeah, which uh, is like the worst episode.
1: The American Idol cycle for credits. Yeah, it's episode. episode one and two, and yeah. then Bandersnatch, and then Bandersnatch.
2: Yeah. Oh man, I'm
1: Bandersnatch! I'm, I love Bandersnatch. I could. Yeah. I've watched Bandersnatch for maybe six hours so
3: far. I'm a little sad that you have not gotten into some of the other ones because those are not the strongest of. Yeah, uh, yeah. The first season yeah. is
2: not great. I think.
3: The last episode of it, though, all the memories of you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That the memories episode. That, it's, so it's, g- like, it's like another version of Closer, kind of. Yeah, it's you know, so good. And it's also,
2: and that the tech is like not. It's like, not so far off at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. It's not unfeasible. Yeah, you know, uh, like, like so The basically it's you, all of your. The visuals of all of your memory, you store and you back up. Mm. So that you can go back and watch them anytime. But then subsequently, you could also access someone else's. But like. But even while you're drunk and stuff so you can yeah. like go back to being like hey that party did i see my wife with that guy in the and back And he's like and I... watching on the tv he and like goes... zooming in on the corner and like yeah. enhancing and like what the hell's going on like from like 10 years ago at this party or whatever you're like oh <laughs> no like like just like, the the like, the, like I said, the, the tech is does not seem insanely no. unreasonable and then, and but the consequences of it. As soon as you like piece together the premise, you're like, "Oh no!" The like, theaters. The, the there's theater a movie. There's a movie,
1: a Clive Owen movie about that. Like specifically about that, like memories. No, it's, and it's pretty not recent.
2: A Clive Owen film, and it's not closer. Is it yeah. closer? No. He was. He was. It <laughs> was, yeah. but it wasn't that. It's not this either. Um, mm. Was it? Uh,
1: but it's like a. The police have access to all of this. Okay. Um, and he starts investigating this hacker. Who, in retaliation, starts to hack him and erase his memories, oh. hmm. like the memory and existence of his dead son?
2: Okay, yeah. See, see, this doesn't this doesn't necessarily get into brain data. It's really just the visuals, which is why which was like to me, which makes it more feasible, or like or not necessarily that that thing is not feasible, but it makes it seem closer. Like the tech doesn't seem very far away. Like if you only had to process the visuals and then just like put the, plug the eyes into some sort of little hard drive Mm -hmm. or whatever, like you're not putting in actual memory. It's just a recording that's on all the time. Yeah. Like, Anon. that's the movie I'm do. Anyway
3: if you want um I will get you a list of like two or three good Black Mirror episodes and you'll have a you'll
2: have a boy well, I one. think that 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 one I believe is the next episode for you I mean, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's that's the season episode 3 of season 1 which yeah. is yeah. what you're watching so that's like should be yeah.
1: I always feel like there's something else I could be watching Oh yeah.
2: man
3: they're really good the good ones are really 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 something what else What they're right. fun about is Again
1: I'm always worried that you guys are just trying to make me watch another episode where a guy fucks a pig I mean why
3: why is that such a problem? <laughs> so John, what movie did you What movie did you watch this week? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Scott. <laughs> no. Because I How watched you... a a um, a very special Japanese movie. I think it was 1989. The movie's called Tetsuo: The Iron Man. Tetsuo, no? Oh. Uh yeah, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Tetsuo: The Iron Man. Um, this movie's pretty famous in like um, shock, horror, extreme, mm-hmm. twisted film uh, kind of circles. 1989. 89. Short run. Mm-hmm. An hour 17. Yeah, it's brisk, man. It's uh, I thought it was actually an hour and nine minutes or an hour mm-hmm. and six minutes. Maybe the version that I got on Shutter was a little different.
2: If I may. Yeah. I just, I'm looking this up so we have some, some facts about yeah. it here. Uh, so here's what I know about this movie. Like now that I've read the one sentence, a metal fetishist driven mad by the maggots, wriggling in the wound he's made to embed metal into his flesh. that's the setup. yeah. Got so it. I'm with you that's great
3: <laughs> the, the, the thing is though that, that that doesn't really give like a sense of what the film looks like. Mm-hmm. So um, if you can imagine like in a, in a movie where a guy's walking down the street. Right, you might see like a shot that shows him from like a wide angle, you know, and then it shows him a little closer, and he walks down the street. In this in this movie, it's black and white, and the yeah. guy, all of that shot would be super shaky, shaky cam, mm-hmm. zooming in and out, throbbing white and black, dim dimness and light, oh. and um, and then it'll like cut randomly to some other piece of metal, and then it'll cut back to him really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. Scott's mm-hmm. got a little little YouTube animation here. The yeah.
2: What was that movie that you saw, the Hungarian film?
3: Oh, um, uh, the one about the guy eating himself.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It had, that had a bit of that, like those weird, like, janky oh, cameras.
3: not at all. Not at all like this. If um, a, a little bit of, like, the shakiness of uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Right? Where it's, like, really fast. And sometimes there's, like, cut frames to make it have a kind of janky mm-hmm. jump. Well, this pushes that to kind of an extreme. So okay. that, like, you'll have high-speed motion through a whole scene... And then it'll, like, slow down, and then the characters will do speech or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And the things they do, I got a good little list here. I notes, you guys. Oh, hold this, <laughs> is, this is just before we do this. So if you remember Nine Inch Nails, as of, I'm sure we all, we all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go past Nine Inch Nails. You remember when they put out the, the, the downward spiral, and everybody yeah. was like, Trent, you wuss. What happened to you? You yeah. you, you, you pussied out. And then, uh-huh. and then he put out the Further Down the Spiral album. So this music is all, like, Further Down the Spiral. Okay. Yeah. So that's the good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I have was, it,
2: was this director of note before this, or did was I think this he like had a, done like two debut. other films before this okay. one that
3: were really big? And there's a whole great story about the creation of this movie because it took over a year and a half, and bankrupted the guy and then all of his crew.
2: Shinya Tsukamoto.
3: Yeah, all of the crew lived in a house together that they were filming. Like 95 percent of the movie is all shot in this one this one place.
2: It's the first movie of a trilogy. You need to watch them all now. Because he, he made Tetsuo the Iron Man. He yeah. Made Tetsuo 2, Body Hammer. Then he made Tetsuo the Bullet Man. Well. So, uh, I mean, homework assignment, buddy. I guess so.
3: Um, I just want in your head, okay, you have like the throbbing black and white, the mm-hmm. sh- janky mm-hmm. motion, and then the Nine Inch Nails, ultra, whatever, intense music, okay? So then Got it. Things that happen, okay? Uh, Seduced by Metal Witch. Okay, the metal witch has a six-foot prehensile metal cock, and then she does him in the ass.
2: The Iron Man, Tetsuo.
3: Yes. Okay. A lot. Um, There's, like, she presses a scalding hot pan into his face while he's slowly transforming into metal. Uh There's, like, a super, super extended sex scene where she's like trying to get herself off but his penis has been replaced by like a uh, uh, maybe like a two foot long metal drill mm-hmm. with like jagged blades and whatever all shit coming off of it mm-hmm. um eventually she commits suicide by thrusting it onto him while he's passed out so like he wakes up and he's having sex with her corpse throbbing itself all over this thing that's fun Yeah, man. I mean, this movie's pretty intense. And everything I've just described there, that's really the first, like, 15 minutes. So when I say, like, it's a brisk hour, you know, like, a lot goes down. And this is really only the light. Like the opposite of
2: Vanitymorphos.
3: Well, yeah. So in a sense, it's like a little awe-inspiring just how much of a cavalcade of violence and insanity... And
2: throbbing music and noise. This is like it doesn't sound fun at all. Did you watch this by yourself? Like, did, like I just imagine like like Deb doing the Abe Simpson, just like like, like walking in, taking off her hat, and then be like, whoop, and then just like putting the hat back on, and just wandering right out, being like. I actually
3: watched it twice. You're like once. <laughs> Once, once I was like kind of, I was like trying to play a game, and I was like, "Oh, Tetsuo, I've heard of that." And I play, I put it on the screen at the same time, and it was like so shocking—you can't turn away from it. And then I finished it, and then I was like, "I want to take notes when I talk about it at the, at the podcast." So today I put it on again.
2: Yeah, yeah. And but but and did it? Any time did your girlfriend see any of it? No, no, no,
3: no. <laughs> I did describe it to her though in in hushed tones.
2: <laughs> Wait. In- Sultry tones? <laughs> no, no, no! Because I didn't want to scare her. It was, oh. it was really. I didn't want my parents. To she hear. would really
3: not be into this.
2: Yeah, no, you're. Uh, for the listeners, John, I have here in John, caps. Lady. Okay, this is John. great.
3: When he's just about to have sex with the girl, he's like, "Do you want a taste of my sewage pipe?"
2: I mean, that's a caper.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, what else is there to say? I
2: mean, A+. Plus. How are the Language. performances, mind you? Like, I guess, like, because this is one of those things where, like, a lot of those, those shocking, like, complete and total, like, shit show movies that we see at Fantasia, like, if the acting is okay, it can hold up. But if, like, the acting is at all bad, you're okay. like, okay, I don't care. So,
3: no, that's a, that's a good question. So, the, the acting, the performances go with, ab- like, Japanese 100% intensity. Well into the kabuki zone. Okay. So the girl comes back as a demon after she's been cock raped to death, and um, and she she has that like screeching, intense, super super stop I don't know. Yeah, I thought the performance Akira really level. Good. Yeah, Akira level wailing. What, what, it's funny, Akira. I don't know what the connection is about that name, but Tetsuo in this movie. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, he Tetsuo's up just like in Akira. I mean, nice. that's two for two
2: for characters that I know with that name. Maybe it's, like, um, like, a name like Goku or something. Like you know what I mean? Like, a name yeah. that has certain tendencies? I don't, know, I, I don't know. Maybe there's another. It, like, translates to something specific. in the... Significance of the name Tetsuo. Uh-huh.
1: Tetsuo the Iron Man is one of the, like, preeminent shock horror. Shock realm. cult films. Yeah. Like people talk about... Oh you think you've seen a movie that's horrible and and disturbing will haunt your nightmares. Yeah,
3: let me tell you about Tetsuo the Iron Man. So yeah. it's one of those. Par- I I don't know that it would be at like the top of the list in terms of I mean, I guess it kind of is but it's like the the presentation of the shocking stuff is in such like a like a black and white shaky whatever, you know, it's easy to kind of look past it, in the sense, in a movie like Martyr, which will, like, linger like, on pull, a, col- a full-color, yeah, yeah. you know, you gotta look at that shit and think about it. So, it's
1: not the same. Tetsu always kind of looked to me like, uh, like the video for Closer, or like... Yeah. Tool music videos, kind of, like, like it- sh lights
3: flashing back and forth, and the Tool music video is a good one, because they have that same kind of janky, slow, fast kind of motion that... that yeah. Yeah.
2: So... This is, the general meaning is wise man. Huh. Uh, however, apparently it, the meaning of it can differ depending on the kanji used. For interesting. It, which would be interesting to see if it's like the same. Wise man. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: Huh. Weird. Boy, I don't know what they're trying to say about that. At the end of the movie, he's like a gigantic metal kaiju monster m- yep. merged with other beings storming off to destroy the world. So the movie ends like triumphantly. Nice. Yeah.
2: Speaking of Akira <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it just literally this just came up. Sarah Sarah bought um what do you call it? She bought a pair of isotoner gloves and then it naturally made me think of the song Stronger by Kanye West. What? Because, you know, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, the, uh, the the Daft Punk song? I do. And then, how it, then Kanye did the... Music video that is basically a basically retelling Basically of... Akira, and then he's just sort of like, that's how long I've been on ya. And then he's like, since OJ wore isotoners. It's mm-hmm. one of the lines. And I was like, whenever I hear isotoner, I think about OJ uh-huh. wearing his isotoners. And then... We well, had, he didn't wear
1: them. They didn't fit.
2: Right. I mean, Fine. Kanye God says... damn it. Kanye says, since OJ wore isotoners. But wasn't he an o- isotoner spokesperson? Maybe. Poor mm. los dose. Eh, right? Why not both? Yeah, exactly. And, so, and then yeah, watching. The... If you've never
1: seen that video, it's pretty cool. It's Kanye West basically being Tetsuo escaping from. It's, it's yeah, I the... know, I know. It's, it's awesome. such a good music. It's video. so
2: much
3: more awesome than he deserves.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's it. I was like watching this and I was like, man. And it was like, is it, it was just before, or just after Jesus walks or whatever. Even like yeah. Sarah and I were like, man, this was like peak Kanye. Like, this was like Kanye where you're like, oh, he is the coolest rapper alive. And then yeah. he was like, Meow. <laughs> Whatever,
3: that's cool as fuck. I wish I was in a video like that. Yeah, exactly. It's no, but I'm just
2: saying, but like Kanye, like at like peak...
1: Sampling Daft Punk, yep. referencing Akira. Yeah, it's all... It's and, like, and having it get over, like it's the hottest thing of all time. Sh-
2: sure. Yeah, and, exactly. Wow. That's it. Like, that was, yeah, 10 years ago. So, yeah, late 2000s when Kanye was like, it
1: Have you guys followed his little downturn?
3: Well, kanye has been in a rough go. I heard
1: him get into a really big fight with Kim about her dressing sexy, and I was like Kim who? His wife, Kardashian. That's it. her body of your
2: choice, John Legend told me in the new baby it's cold outside.
1: I mean <laughs> weird segue, but like <laughs> imagine marrying Kim Kardashian and then just being like, You're mm-hmm. too sexy, Kim.
2: <laughs> like, you know, I've hey, been there's thinking... a naked picture of me popping a bottle of champagne into a glass balancing on my ass. That existed before you married me.
1: <laughs> and uh, now I think you should maybe tone it down a little bit. Like Fuck you, Kanye. You wrote a song called That's My Bitch. <laughs> like Also, Kanye wow. West.
2: Kanye West. Like, sexuality or otherwise asking anyone to tone anything down ever, ever. <laughs> 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 you, you don't get to. No matter what a person is doing, they're allowed to do it at 200. Because you're Kanye West. You're like, yeah. Uh, and he lost
1: that fight. He ended up backing down. It was on their reality television show. Oh, huh. man. I'm I, surprised you guys aren't
2: up to date on this. I'm really not up to date on it. Uh,
3: I was thinking about it while you were talking there. I do not think I've ever heard Kim Kardashian say anything. And the only picture that I think I've ever seen of her... Is the one that they Kim Kardashian quote unquote destroys the internet or whatever yeah, where the, it showed the her butt, on them, the and it was like, I, like okay, I don't even care. It was it occupied my attention for like a, a nanosecond, mm-hmm. you know. That's, that's everything.
2: Like that was the yeah. It, it,
3: it memed. Uh, her whole career is meme, and that's what
1: fascinates me about it.
0: Well, it's she like...
1: memed so hard, her whole family became famous. Yeah. And and super rich.
2: Well no, her family was famous and super rich. Her like her biological dad defended O. J. Yeah. And sure, then but... her uh second dad was a gold medalist for America I mean, the... who then transitioned into a woman. So Yeah,
1: but he transitioned
2: after the reality
1: show. Sure, like, but I'm but I'm just show. saying,
2: but like but there were they were a famous family even before anybody put cameras on them. You know what I mean? Like like He was a famous, he was like a famous, well, like high-powered defense attorney. So so
3: how do you keep up with the Kardashians? Like, Do you watch
2: a show? or It's called there... Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, it's I get a special it, but, show just for that purpose. But, but you
3: particularly, Scott.
1: Me particularly?
3: Yeah.
2: Have you TMZ? watched the you show? Press, or? TMZ is on your homepage? Uh, just get the app. <laughs> you, get, you get alerts? Yeah. You, 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 you download the TMZ app. Set up alerts for Kardashians. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how you can keep up with them. It's so weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, my, my main interaction with them is through sports, because the rest of them all married athletes, Yeah, hmm. that's true. and then divorced athletes, and then married athletes again. They're
2: around. I think the most I ever paid attention to the Kardashians was, I want to say, when Kendall did that awful Pepsi commercial, where Pepsi solved, like...
1: Racial tensions. Racial tensions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that?
2: I listened to... There's a podcast called... Um, oh, it's not stuff you should know... It's What Really Happened. There's a podcast called What Really Happened. It's pretty infrequent, mm-hmm. but he does, like, deep dives into stuff like that. Like, like, <laughs> like, and like, he does, like, an hour 45 or something on the, like, so Kendall Jenner did this video. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's, like, and it's just, like, it's talking about, like, the, from Pepsi execs, like, scouting out, like, cans and, uh, and, uh, what's the other one? What's Robert Redford's? Uh, Sundance Sundance like yeah, like yeah. scouting cans and Sundance like trying to get these like young filmmakers in to make short films they opened up like a, a short film like division where they were like it doesn't even have to be a Pepsi commercial this if someone drinks Pepsi in your film we could do these things and like uh-huh. fun like this the, the how they got to that like it's it's a story <laughs> like it's like <laughs> a, a compelling hour 40 listen wow. of everything that led up to the like and then we thought it was okay that Kendall Jenner solved racism with the Pepsi. Yeah, it's, it's like a fascinating deep dive into it. I'd recommend checking it out. Uh, so I'm torn up. I have two things that I want to talk about. There are two things on my mind. We didn't talk about Don Cherry. No. And we didn't talk about The Watchmen. And Scott and I have both talked about The Watchmen. I don't know if Scott has thoughts on I've that. I've only seen the
1: first episode now. Hmm. So we already talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let me catch up a little more and we can chat. Wait,
2: overall up. thoughts. So I guess we can skim over that pretty quick. Thoughts?
1: The first episode did not live up to the hype that mm. you instilled in me and that other people have talked about. Mm. It was fine, if not a little obscure.
2: Mm. I can see that. Speaking of Trent, uh, we should have tied in better. The Trent Reznor does the soundtrack. And mm. now that you know that, you'll only hear it forever. People like walk in and it's like... <laughs> bing, bing, bing,
1: um, bing. And I was like, there it is. Oh, Trent. <laughs> the, the production is, is good enough and the subject matter is interesting enough that I'll watch the next couple in in reserve judgment, but... I will... That first episode was okay.
2: I liked it a lot. I will say that... And I mean, and this will be I guess your mileage will may vary moment. Uh, We just finished watching the fourth episode this week. The fifth episode just came out. And at certain points in the fourth episode and third episode where you're like, it is unabashedly a comic book. (laughs) Like... Cool. Which, hope it gets which, which 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 I'm sure is, is not a problem for you, but like but even I was like watching this and I was like, Whoa, they they know they're a comic book. Like they're like they're some of the stuff that they're throwing out there is like out outlandish kind of unexplained sci fi, much in the hmm. like uh That's
1: fine. I'm still watching Supergirl and Flash on yeah, the reg, so.
2: But you haven't seen Jeremy Irons yet, have you? Yep,
1: he shows up in the first oh, so with good. his weird robot butler. So
2: good. And you know who he is. I mean you must have like the Sh- clockmaker surely you put it together like i come on now
3: clockmaker to manhattan's father no all right back no, to down no, no, Jerry.
2: no 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 no, anyway jeremy irons in it and he's fantastic mm-hmm. he's like so so delightfully like weird and just and at least by episode 4 he's only acted opposite of those people <laughs> like his his, his servants robot butlers yeah is <laughs> And it's just, like, it's it's great because it, like, allows Jeremy Irons to, like, lean into that part of him that exists in Dungeons & Dragons. but like it's Without just, the
1: director screaming in his ear. Without the director,
2: bigger. but, like, like for, like, Jeremy Irons to, like, lean into his most, like, preposterous weirdness. <laughs> like, where he's like, Brah! And just, like, runs off and, like, then occasionally low-key. Hmm. It's, yeah. I would just, I would watch that show even if it was just Jeremy Irons with his, his butler and his mate. All right, A plus. Let's cycle back to Don Cherry. Don Cherry. Yeah, Don Cherry's fired. He doesn't do Coach's Corner anymore.
1: He said something exceedingly stupid on the air. Exceedingly stupid. He, he literally,
2: like, he. So I
3: like. I didn't get the clip so of it. What, Scott what and
2: it? I both listen to um, Puck, Soup. Puck Soup, and they point out that like he does a full you people, but one of the hosts of Sean, like of Puck Soup, Sean McAdoo, he's terrible at that. So it's maybe not as egregious as some of the you people. In terms so, of the the use of you people. Let's, let's what tell the came, story. What f- came next was way let's worse. T-
1: so Don Cherry on Coach's Corner, every year around Remembrance Day, will do a tribute to the troops.
2: Like a poppy push.
1: He will often show just a little montage of all the Canadian troops that have died in action mm-hmm. over the past calendar
2: year. He uses that footage of himself going to that uh, um, graveyard in France.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. He's very Mm pro-troops, and Mm -hmm. then he gets a little riled up, and in the process of being riled up, he decides to try to tell a story of how he does not see enough people when he's out and about on the streets wearing poppies for Remembrance Day. So far, so
2: good. You're okay, Don. You're in the driver's seat. You're all right.
1: (laughs) You people Uh who come here for our way of life, Uh our milk and our honey, Mm -hmm. uh can't even shell out a couple of bucks to buy a poppy.
2: Oh no! Anyways,
1: let's go to the video, and then they play the remembrance video. Mm -hmm. Ron McLean, his co-host, is sitting there next to him going, "Mm -hmm. "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm," and then the fallout begins to happen. Yeah, yeah, because you cannot say, "You people who come here." Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: It's the most watched eight minutes in Canadian television every week. Is hockey night in Canada? Coaches. Yeah,
3: I heard Ron gave him an apology that was not. Not very well received. So SportsNet immediately issues an apology.
1: Yeah. That, Ron uh,
2: McLean issues an apology. The yeah. next
1: day Ron McLean issues an apology, and Ron McLean's apology is kind of janky, but he definitely does not like
2: He said I should have spoken up and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like he, it, it's not great, but it's uh
1: It's 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 not a smooth apology, but he's definitely saying this should not have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Don Cherry refuses to apologize. And then, and, also, in, and, and then, like, in an interview with the Sun, yeah. I believe it's the Sun, says, "I know what I said, and I'm not saying sorry." Woo! And then Sportsnet fires him. Yeah,
3: they yeah,
2: like right. demand his resignation. So hard, and yeah. all, but also like goes on to like I, 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 say, so, say that not apologizing, he's like, "That's not me. I'm not a person who apologizes." And you're like, "That's not." Okay. That's not not okay. <laughs> that's not okay unless you're
1: perfect. And yeah. Yeah. so he's been on the air since 1981. Mm-hmm. He said a lot of crazy shit over the years. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the crazy shit he said has been about hockey players. Those French hockey players, cowards, they turtle. The mm-hmm. Swedish hockey players, they don't they don't play our game. They're not good Canadian boys. Yada yada yada. This one is reaching out. This is hitting Canadians, like mm-hmm. you people who We're come all here. immigrants. <laughs> and he's targeting immigrants mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. And it's obvious he's targeting immigrants. And whether or not he lives his day-to-day life as a racist right. doesn't right. really matter because that sentiment that he said was racist. It was offensive. It's also like the thing that I mean... And, and it would have been a thing that if he had tried to roll it back he probably could have mm-hmm. just based on his reputation and his longevity in, in television. Yep, I, I said this. I, didn't, I do not think that. I it's did not mean to, to that. say that. Yeah. I am on live television and my words got ahead mm-hmm. of me, my sentiment.
2: He could have easily, easily backed it out. Like, and I'm could, sorry.
1: And I, he probably would still, he would have been on TV on Saturday. Mm-hmm.
2: But, but there's didn't. there's even like clarity. Like, I mean, like it's an eight minutes bond, whatever. Like I was like, there's even a way to say immigrants don't wear the poppy enough Like in a logical way, where you'd be like, you know what? If you're like a new Canadian and you don't know the history of our armed forces, maybe like look it up and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And like, like you can say that. It's two days
1: away from Remembrance Day, so I hope everyone.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and and, and 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 that's it. And if you're if you're a newcomer here and you don't know the the Canadian military, like you know what I'm saying. Like you can even say buy a poppy if you're an immigrant. Without being a racist piece of garbage, like if that's the message that you somehow like, if for some reason Don was like, "Wow, I see people who aren't white not wearing poppies. I need to target them." There's even a way to say that without being a racist. Uh, I
1: don't really want to figure out ways to
2: frame your racism. No, but our Quebec is very, very
3: happy about this guy being fired. Our Quebec's like apparently he's been racist against French people. He's been racist against French people
2: entirely. No, but I'm what I'm what I'm I'm saying about that is you can say something without necessarily being racist, right? Like I mean, I think that there is a there's a weird version in maybe a guy who isn't 86 years old and whatever else of being like, yeah, you did. You came here, maybe learn about our history. Like, I think that that's not... You can say that without being racist.
3: Yes, you have. Yes, you're but he did it. Now. Like,
2: I'm just... You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, he didn't even necessarily need to back out and say, I'm like, I didn't mean it. Being like, oh, no, what I meant to say was XYZ, look up the Second World War. You know? Like, there's ways Sure. to extract yourself uh, from the situation without necessarily... Backing you keep out of saying that. Statement. I don't you understand. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, I know. But he like it's just he I, does he, he, just, I he didn't he didn't want to back out of it. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm saying is that that I'm I'm he didn't want to back I'm out. I'm saying all of this to be like there's he didn't necessarily even need to bend over backwards to back out. Right. Like that's what I'm trying to get at. And yet he still was like, no, that's what I meant. Like to now, double down so hard on your like crap. Oh, it's awful.
1: Now there are a lot of people. In Canada, uh-huh. who like hearing from people who have the back of our troops, of man. good Canadian boys playing hockey, of uh, keep your head up, of I mean, it's play like, hockey it, like it's a man, like it, it's the and who are really mad that he was fired for this. I feel it's the... Hmm. Con- exi- they don't think it was wrong. Really? They don't think it was warranted. And there's a lot of people in Canada.
2: I mean, in Alberta
1: in like, in Canada. I'm yeah. not gonna, probably not in Quebec so much cuz he was never really liked here. Yeah, yeah, but there were people who really like really liked him before he said this and they don't care that he said this. It's I mean it's mm. that
2: thing. It's 100% that thing where uh, you you have a guy who's always shat on Europeans, always shat on francophones. Like has has probably said you people before. i like I feel that if you dig deep enough into the archives and whatever like he's probably spouted racist crap beforehand. Like and the, I, I like to imagine that the the amount of people that that speaks to is, like, narrower and narrower and narrower until eventually it gets you fired. That's which is, the thing. He's, which,
3: he's 70, right? But it's right? not.
2: Which is fine. But, I mean, but then you look at, you know, the provincial election in Alberta where Jason Kenney got elected while spouting off, like, homophobic stuff about his opponent. And then also that no, – that, that and then they elected the conservative provincial government and then also swept away all of whatever headway the NDP had made in the – uh, in the prairies by mm-hmm. following Andrew Scheer who's also like a piece of trash who does a bunch of things like like you know what I mean like like just who's spouted like xenophobic stuff and whatever right, right, right. so you're just you know what, anti-immigration rhetoric yeah exactly anti-immigration rhetoric and whatever so in that way I can see those people being upset about Don Terry because Don Cherry is defending their Canadianism in their minds like you know what I mean like yes. it's that, that old-timey notion of a Canadian who drinks beer I don't, and punches. I don't know if you saw punches. this on,
1: <laughs> online, but the Canadian Legion came out. They're mm-hmm. the ones who send the guys out to sell the poppies. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, came out and they said they denounced Don Cherry's comments. Mm-hmm. And I went to their um, Facebook page to read hundreds of Canadians denouncing the Legion for not defending Don Cherry. Ugh. Now these are people who are saying. You are veterans, and I will no longer support you because you don't support Don Cherry. They're
2: goddamn minds. People are so like, stupid.
1: It's so circular and weird.
2: It's so weird. Like the the, and, like, the thing the thing that's disappointing
1: being... to go through, and it wasn't it wasn't like the
3: same guy posting twenty times. It was hundreds the, of the of awfulness. People. The i, I want to hear the explanation i don't because i don't think i don't feel like we're getting this framed in the a way it doesn't of? for of a person kind of trying to defend it like what's the other side of this so
2: what do you like mean? You, you're like uh, like the other what? side is that he was voted one of the best Canadians alive right when they did that little yeah. uh, popularity yeah. contest number he seven or whatever finish number yeah. seven the, or eight. Um, that he's a part of like he's been on coach's corner oh, for what's, like
3: what's the alberta side of the story we're, I,
2: I don't is that that he represents canadian values i know i know
1: we and that and that, and that
3: and that immigrants should
1: should show deference to canadian troops that died in the war and how dare they not
2: yeah they're like he was pr-. they're like his statement was correct <laughs> first of all there's there's a lot of people that are like he's right i have not seen people of color new immigrants wearing the poppy he's right and they should uh, you know like he wasn't speaking out of turn he was speaking facts like that's mm-hmm. the that's the view it's crazy the thing that that blows my mind I is i mean that- yeah I don't.
1: I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's useful, Deshaun, productive. Deshaun Macendu, nice. Anecdote,
2: made me like like turn my stomach. So there's a website called The Athletic, which is like a, a high caliber uh, sports journalism website. Like mm-hmm. you probably get like, like a three or four bucks a month, and they really like genuinely have like some of the best writers, some of the best editorialists, so on and so forth. Three people wrote Don Cherry-related editorialist stuff. Sean McIndoe, mm-hmm. white Irish-born Canadian kid, and then two people of color. Uh, Arpan remember. Basu, Arpan Basu, and I don't and the remember. third
1: one is not someone. Not I've someone seen. I know. Necessarily. Mm-hmm.
2: Arpan Basu usually covers the Habs. Uh, and Sean was like, "Gee, if you don't think there's like a problem with how people view this, he's like, look at the comments on the three. Hmm. And he's like, "I'm not." He's like, "I got a lot of negative comments."
1: All, all three of them write negative opinion pieces. Yeah, on they're Don like, Sherry. we're, we're yeah. all yeah.
2: kind of different, different elements of what's wrong with it and, and what it means wrong with it. Like mm-hmm. Arpan Basu pointed out, he was just sort of like, he's like, it's so messed up because it is the publicly available, this is the plays on CBC and stuff like that. And he's like, for a lot of immigrants, like hockey is the inroad into Canadian if, culture. If you
3: can't pay for cable, you're going to get CBC. And you, right? get your, yeah. you st- and you still get Hockey Night in Canada.
2: And you still get Hockey Night in Canada. And he's like, and hockey is often an inroads into Canadian culture. And there's the part of when Don Terry's speaking like that, he's basically telling immigrants, hockey's not for you. Like he, he kind of like, like if, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, I mean like that is like a A B C D kind yeah. of thing, but you're like, but you're tuning into the most watched hockey moment of the country. And then someone's yelling at you people. He's like, there's that implication. He's like, it doesn't seem welcoming. Yeah. Like yeah. at the very least, it doesn't seem welcoming while you're trying to get your sport over. Anyway. So, uh, and that was like his point. He was like, I grew up and he was like, like getting into hockey as a kid, as an, as a, as an immigrant child was, like, the thing that made me feel Canadian. Mm -hmm. If Don Cherry was like, it's not for you, Arpon, I'd be like, what? You know, like... Mm -hmm. Anyway, and he's like, but just look at the comments, and he's like... There's negative comments on all three, but he's like, the comments of the other two, who are people of color, are so much worse, full of so much vitriol, so so much racial slangs, and whatever else like that. And he's like, and they're not attacking me that way for saying similar things. And he's like, that's a pretty big problem. Like...
1: I had, a, I had a friend on Facebook just mm-hmm. share an anecdote of one of their contacts, a second generation uh, South Asian Canadian citizen, mm-hmm. mm. saying I have been poppy checked all week <laughs> since that. Like really? I can't, I can't leave the house. I live in Calgary, and everyone I can catch their eyes flicking to my pe- my, my lapel and flicking up to look at me again. Oh, that's so. Awful. And it's
3: it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Yeah, and I. I sort of I mean I hey, never wear a poppy. I think you could make an argument I do not support military actions ever. And yeah. I'm not gonna wear the poppy. And like that's a legit call and I am like I yeah, don't but, think that's un Canadian.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But yeah, there's
1: there there's there's a lot of people who share our, our view on this mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who are not on the same book. Right, let alone page. As, yeah. as but I mean I,
2: think, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think we have seen that in the election. Puck, We've seen Puck in... soup
1: said it the best though. It 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 was very easy to have it happen now for Sportsnet to swallow this because Don Cherry has not been good at his job for a very yeah. long time.
2: Well, I mean, I, I wrote that in the in on uh, on Jaime's Facebook or whatever. I was like, it's a it's an easy call to make because I was like. Ostensibly, his job is to talk about hockey, and A, this is not that, and B, he has not been good at that in a very long time. Is yeah. it like, possible
3: this gets them to get him out of a contract? 100%. Oh, hundred percent, right? Because this, like, and, that, and that's the thing is yeah. they,
2: they they let go of a bunch of their other uh, like. And he has
3: a very lucrative contract. Yeah,
2: yeah he's got a, he's got a very big contract, yeah. but uh, they got rid of some of their other expensive kind of like talent and stuff yeah. uh, because. Their whole their hockey coverage isn't super well received, but so they they let go of some of their other bigger contracts. So I mean, absolutely, if you're if you're Rogers and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, the guy said a dumb thing, and I've been looking to unload his contract, you just gave there him an excuse. Yeah. But uh, No, I mean, did...
1: ulti- ultimately, the, the comments that I, I made on it is that Rogers felt that they can't make money with him on the air anymore; that their sponsors will lose money or complain or pull. Yeah, which is always the way. Totally legit. So yeah. regardless of what he said financially he became unemployable. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, for whatever for whatever reason if his contract was too big or or all that yeah. stuff. His contract
1: was too big. His his um
2: stupid stupid was too stupid.
1: His his contract was too big. His, his He's bad backlash at and controversy. Was like I
2: think like like at the crux of it like there were and I mean like to all that like there were a couple people at CN who did not think it was uh I said where I work I'm not supposed to. Uh there were a couple people at work uh who were like, "Oh, he, what he said was not um like that bad and like that it was an overreaction and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, and I'm like, even if for whatever reason, I'm like, this is not a political talk show, man. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, I'm yeah. like, you're watching Coach's corner in between period one and two. Like would they were like, Oh, if he said that on a news show or whatever, it wouldn't get him fired. I'm like, but it's not a new show. It's an eight minute supposed hockey analysis. You know what I mean? Like,
1: and if you want to know how good Don Cherry has been in the last few years, just, Look up YouTube, Coach's Corner transcribed. Yeah. I was
2: just going to
3: say that that's the, my primary interaction with Don Cherry, is watching those he's, videos and laughing babbling. my balls He's off. He's so funny.
2: Yeah, and that's it. Like, I, I, as someone who used to enjoy watching the crazy person ramble, like, it, even, it wore thin in the last couple years. Yeah. Where I was like, I would, I would tune in to watch Don ramble incoherently. And in the last, like, two, three years, I'm like, yeah, I can't even. Like, I'm like, it's too much. I'm like, it's like, like a repetitious joke. <laughs> like where you're like he's gonna wa- say nothing I agree with about the sport and then just kind of be like a bumbling guy for eight minutes, mm-hmm. and yeah, like his his role at his actual job, regardless of politics, he was bad at his job. And then I'm like, and I feel if you're trying to jam, uh, like politics into that sports coverage, you're also kind of bad at your job wherever you're leaning. And then it's even worse if you're jamming ignorant nonsense into your job. Yep. Oh, John. What a the, guy. The, the end of an
3: era. I guess so. Yeah. Is it almost 40 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 81 to... I think yeah, it's 37 years here was on the air. Yeah. Jeez.
2: 37 and basically, like... I mean, like, I I, I will not... Like, I, I was talking about this uh, the other day. Like, those NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, overtime, uh, where they have a coach's corner in between every overtime period yep. because they don't have anything else planned, those are off the rails because it's un. Planned Don Cherry. Like, because those eight minutes are like... Built over the course of the week, right? Like we're mm-hmm. gonna analyze this clip and that clip. But like two o'clock in the morning, in between like overtime period three and four, where he's already had this is the fourth coach's corner of that night. Out of any kind of material, there's only one game happening. That was when he started talking about benny poppers. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, you know, like, hey, get on the ice there. You pop some bennies or whatever, and you are like, oh no, that overtime's over, and you're just you're just riled and ready to go, and you gotta hit a couple of cans of beer to go zonko out in the bus and. I'm like, you're describing doing speed and then drinking yourself into a coma. Why are you on television doing this? <laughs> Classic the other, the other thing that's
1: super weird is all, all the, they ask all the hockey players about it. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of like, I don't really like this. I don't think it has this place in today's sport. And then they ask all a bunch of retired hockey players. who are like, Don's the best. Don's great. And Bobby Orr came out. Of
2: course. Get out of here.
1: But, but like, uh. good old Canadian boy Bobby Orr. Yes, he was coached by Don Cherry. Came out in just full support of of Don and and his comments. No, like God I, damn it! I
2: find that the the thing that always gets me about just hockey hockey in general, and I mean, I guess sports Sense coverage and Don Cherry and you people and all of this was like the the thing that they Greg Wyszynski talked about, where he was just sort of like when the the Toronto Raptors made their run, like and the entire nation like rallied around them, and you they had like the Jurassic Park. Uh, 50,000 people sitting outside live viewing in now. Toronto mm-hmm. and then Jurassic Parks sprung up in Edmonton and Montreal and whatever. It was mm-hmm. like they, they had the, the games up on big screens and people would come and watch live to like enjoy the shared experience and all that stuff. And he's like, and you look at that audience and it's like a culturally diverse audience. And then you look at the audience that's ever watched a hockey game and it's 100% white. And you're like, you, this is part of how you present the sport. Like he's like, mm-hmm. it's part of the sport is for good old Canadian boys. And he's like, the fact that you can't attract multicultural fans has as much to do with the... Like, part of it is that there are not necessarily uh, many non-white stars and whatever. No, it's a rich kid's sport. Yeah. You've got to have
3: money to buy skates and to buy pads for, and like, to get For ringtone. sure. But, but, that's, a, that's but a big why.
2: part of that is also the packaging and presentation of that sport. Do you know what I mean? Like, like
3: Sure. How, but... how, many,
2: how many white people watch basketball... You know what I mean? There's not a lot of white stars in basketball, but if it's, if it's presented to be accessible, then you're presenting the sport. If you're mm-hmm. presenting to a narrower group, do you know what I mean? Like it's not presented to kids. Like there's nothing stopped. It's, there's, th-
1: there's, it's a, a culture that is being sold and the culture of basketball that's being sold is young, cool, and for
2: everyone. And that is not something H- hockey, you can say hockey, for hockey. Hockey is presented as, as like, a television show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like yeah exactly hockey is presented as like the good old days were the best days and we hearken back to a time where people like even just the interviews man like i mean we've harped on that a million times like how every hockey interview in the whole wide world is the same because mm-hmm. hockey players are like you know we got to go out there play our game give 110 percent, put pucks on the net look for good. like you watch basketball and they're like that guy slapped me and i hate him and you're like whoa <laughs> like, you're like and that's hey. not the outlier Yeah, that's not the outlier. That's, like, every basketball interview is people, like, spouting beef and stuff like that, which, I mean, like, is rightly or wrongly, but if you're, like, presenting, like, hockey as as an institution represents itself as, like, a defender of, like, simpler times and, like, core values, which I'm, like, is not inherently racist, but, like, it doesn't necessarily attract the youth, (laughs) you know? Like, unless you're into hockey, it doesn't do a lot of, I don't think it does a lot of favors to itself to necessarily try to, like, have mass appeal. Like, anyway. That's... It's
1: it's it's the whitest of all the sports. Yeah.
2: Probably like a...
1: Like, baseball. America's pastime. I don't feel is as alienating <laughs> as, as the
2: way that hockey is. Yeah. Did you watch all those Laszlo Holmes videos? Yes. Or just... yeah, 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 it's so good. So I guess we'll close on a lighter note. Uh, so Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. did... Uh, about a year ago, he did a, a Saturday Night Live sketch... Where he was, Chance the Rapper is a black dude. Uh, did a did a sketch where he was like, like just like the the random ESPN uh, reporter who got like assigned to hockey and was like, hey. What's up? And, like, just, like, like shivering and just kind of, like, asking, like, uninformed questions. And then this year, uh, the NHL got him to do it with, like, ten different players, like, to revisit the role. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good.
1: The, the one with P.K. Subban is, is excellent. So, yeah. It says here that in uh, 2013, you won the Norris Trophy, which leads me to ask, what is a Norris Trophy?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's so yeah. funny.
2: The he just, like, harps on people's, uh, like, all their names. And he was just sort of like, I can't pronounce this. He's standing there with Henrik Lundqvist. And he's like, I'm going to call you Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, finally, someone with a real name. Austin. It's Austin with an O. And he just, like, looks at Why? <laughs> it's like, you look like a clue villain. <laughs> oh, it's so so
1: I understand that you've played hockey For several years What do you do to when you're not money. playing
2: hockey In
1: order to pay the bills <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah it's great hmm. And I, I was like it's such a It's so weird I was like he must be a hockey fan Like there's no way that the NHL could get him to do that like, Even if he's not a hockey fan It's funny It's It's super funny but it's so weird to me That like that happened <laughs> Like Chance the Rapper who's not like a washed up has-been or whatever like mm. he's like a
1: he's probably one of the big names in, in hip-hop right now he's featuring on everything
2: yeah somewhere in the top 10 like he's not necessarily mass pop appeal but like he's he's big like he's very big like he could he could play the bell center like chance could show up and play mm-hmm. a bell center level show for him to do like i'm gonna do this weird comedy bit with a bunch of hockey players it was great i loved it which led me to my uh next point or final. Point, Who should I replace guess. him? Who should replace Don Terry eventually when all this boils over? Is I think PK Subban in the role of Don, <laughs> like in the role of like outspoken, opinionated, uh, old way man, pissing people off, Ram- like rambling and like unpopular opinions or whatever. Yeah. When PK Subban retires, I'm like, give him that chair and let him say whatever he wants. But then in the role of straight man, should we Chance the Rapper. <laughs> as, Laszlo <laughs> as-, as Laszlo Holmes. As Laszlo Holmes being like, you know, just like we got a couple of Calder Cup, uh, you know, Calder Cup finalists to talk about. What is a Calder Cup, PK? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, it would be so good. And he's like, okay, like, let's like head about this and whatever else like that, and you know, like, uh, like odd man rush, cause the men are odd. I understand. It's <laughs> like, good times. It would be, I would watch that so much. It would be like musty TV to see Chance the Rapper playing, like, guy who knows nothing about hockey, and PK Suban in the like rambling Don Cherry role. I think it'd be great. That is my recommendation for the future of Coach's Corner. I even put up a name with it. The thin blue line. Get it? Because he wasn't a coach, he was a defenseman. <laughs> and it's the line in between the periods. You know? that, that automatic
1: calls in policemen, though. Hey. Yeah.
2: That's why. It's offensive. Are you angry? Go on to Twitter. Express your outrage. Express it on Twitter. Anything else, guys? Hey! Express your outrage. On Twitter.